1: Hey everybody, this is Dan Lobby. Before we get started here on the Orange and Brown Talk podcast, let me tell you about Football Insider, our text subscriber service where me, Mary Kay Cabot, Scott Patsko, Alice Williams will text you with the latest on the Browns, news, analysis, what we're thinking, and more. You can text us back and we respond directly to you cutting through the clutter of social media. You also get opportunities to get involved in this podcast and participate in roundtables and other events for our subscribers. It's like a little club and you want to get involved with this club. You even get a newsletter every day. It's got exclusive content you either won't see on cleveland.com or you'll see before anyone else. You know what though? Don't let me tell you about it. How about if you hear from some of our subscribers as to why they love Football Insider?
2: I don't know why any Browns fan would not want to have this. It's great. There's something every day. I mean, it's really really keeps me in touch with uh, the Browns. The daily newsletter that y'all put out there, I I really like that. It's got a lot of links, a lot of different read-ups. I mean, just, you know, you get a lot of content. That's why I like it.
1: If I'm at work or something and I need a quick break, I can hit that up and say, oh, and in a minute I can read. Uh, what you wrote and uh, you know see maybe that there's further information in you know one of your other articles or something like that
3: i get excited when i see you know my little text messages pop up
1: <laughs> so if you want to join us you can start a 14 day free trial by going to cleveland.com/browns and clicking on the box on the right side of the page it's 3.99 per month after the trial or even easier since it is a text service pick up your phone and text 216 208 3965 to get signed up. Again, to start your 14 day free trial, text 216 208 3965. everybody, welcome to our Friday edition of the Orange and Brown Talk Podcast. This is the Picks edition, of course of the podcast as you all know now just to let everybody know at the end of the pod uh, Mary Kay Cabot and I had a chance to talk to Shereen Williams a Pro Football Talk so you'll get a little Dallas Cowboys preview at the end of the pod but the first thing we have is get to pick so I'm going to go through and introduce everyone here but I'm going to tell everybody how they're doing at this point and Mary Kay you made your debut last week and look at you you went three and one.
4: Well yes and I am kicking myself uh, for a with a one but we'll get into that a little bit later. I went against my instincts and my better judgment and I will try not to let that happen again.
1: Okay uh, yeah the, the one you lost was the Rams plus two and a half uh, over the Bills and you were not the only one who, who missed on that one. Now Ellis Ellis Williams you got the win on that one because you went with the Bills minus two and a half. You went three four I'm sorry two and two last week and you're now three four and one overall.
2: Well that push is a win in my book remember that so i will still stick with never lost never lost
1: and then of course we have doug who has been our leader most weeks but we're gonna get to this he's not anymore two and two last week five and three over actually no i'm sorry i got that wrong you had a rougher week you went one and three last week you had three losses you did get the browns uh minus seven over washington but a a tough week doug
3: i hate gambling and this podcast is stupid
1: Representing our texters, uh, Jim Halk last week again not a great week. Did get the Chiefs plus three and a half over the Ravens, so our texters struggling a little bit. So we're bringing in River McWilliams as our football insider uh, picker today. River, welcome aboard.
5: Thank you very much. So hopefully do better this week than he did last.
1: <laughs> now, I just I just want to point one thing out before we start because I haven't mentioned my record, but uh, I got the Bucks minus six over the Broncos. I got the uh, the Packers plus three over the Saints, the Colts minus 11 over the Jets, and the Browns minus seven over Washington. I don't know if you guys were keeping count there, but that's, I mean, that's 4-0. Oh.
2: The Jets are such an embarrassment. Yeah, that just really ticks me off. 11 points. The Colts aren't that good either, but congrats, Dan. You, you deserve that one.
1: Good for you, man. Well, the, because I, I had that undefeated week because I – I'm now in first place, although I don't know, maybe there's some fuzzy math here on my standings. I think I did some copying and pasting wrong. But I'm going to go ahead and kick us off, especially because I am a little torn. I love picking against the Jets, but we don't do the Thursday night game here. The Jets, of course, uh, playing this awful game against the Broncos. We are recording this beforehand, but we're not going to pick that game. So uh, I think my first game, I'm going to go with a participant from last week's Thursday night game. I think Jacksonville, as bad as they looked against, uh, against Miami, does not deserve to be the underdog to Cincinnati. I'm going to take Gardner Minshew, the Jacksonville Jaguars, plus three over the Cincinnati Bengals.
3: Joey B is starting to get it together. I don't I do know if it. I want to be on the, the anti-Joe Burrow side as he gets better and better. So good luck with Gardner Minshew.
2: Yeah, those are two, those are two uh, suspect teams uh, that, that you, you're landing on one side or the other. I, I would stay away from that one, but um, Minshew magic I could see happening, but I, I agree with Doug that uh, Burrow's figuring some stuff out, but they can't protect him, so it might not matter.
1: See, that's, that's it. No, no protection there for, for our guy, Joe Burrow. And listen, I'm feeling emboldened by last week, so I'm just throwing picks out there. Uh, Mary Kay, why don't you give us your first game?
4: Well, you know, this is what I meant by mentioning later how I was going to kick myself. Uh, you know, I, I really didn't believe that Josh Allen necessarily was for real in the first couple of weeks because of the opponents that he had played. Uh, so I wasn't buying it against the Rams. And he, then he went out and he became AFC Offensive Player of the Week, world beater. He's now got 10 touchdowns, one interception. So now I'm buying in. And I am picking the Bills to cover against the Raiders, even though Derek Carr, six interceptions, six touchdowns, zero interceptions, those guys have it rolling along too. Uh, So this is a little bit of a risk here. I understand that. Uh, But I am just trying to show my faith again in Josh Allen. I am picking the Bills to cover against the Raiders.
3: I'm back, baby. Give me the Raiders plus three. I'm back, I was so happy to not be associated with that Rams-Bills game last week because I think everybody else was. I couldn't remember who had which side. I was just glad I didn't care. And by the way, world beater Josh Allen, what they get out to a 28-3 lead that they completely blew, and if there wasn't that weird, dumb pass interference penalty in the end zone or whatever it was on fourth down, the Bills would have blown that, and nobody would be calling Josh Allen a world beater right now. They've played two home games and a road game at Miami, this is in Vegas. Here's a clue. Buffalo's not going 16-0. and 0. So on the road, they are a road favorite against a competent team. The Raiders have a pulse. So that's how much people have bought in to Buffalo. So I'm getting, I'm getting three at home against a team that by all rights fell apart last week and then pulled it out with the help of the refs. I am happy to take the Raiders plus three in this game. And I also would like to note, I went head to head with Mary Kay last week on a game and she kicked my butt. So anyway.
2: (laughs) Yeah, um, I actually have this game also, but uh, shocker here, I am the anti-Doug when it comes now to the Bills. As long as we burn the week one picks podcast, we never hear it again. Everyone's going to think I've been on the Bills all along. I have the Bills. I'm with Mary Kay here. Uh, Just some quick numbers Last week, the Bills only had the ball – or, excuse me, the Raiders only had the ball 25% of the – or 20, for 25 minutes. New England had it 35. This is going to be a similar type of game plan. Keep the ball away from uh, Derek Carr and Darren Waller specifically. He only had nine yards, two catches, four targets. This is a better defense with a lot better players than what Bill Belichick's using. And Josh Allen's going to be playing in a dome. They're going to be running crosses and exposing man coverage. The Bills are on a roll, and I'm basically all in on the Bills now and flipping from where I was last week this or in week one this team looks great
4: and that interception, that interception that he threw last week <laughs> it's total BS. so his rating should be even way higher he would probably be tied with Russell right now in
1: rating. I love this this is like the the Josh Allen debate show every single week it's fantastic <laughs> uh you know I looked at that game I thought about it now I'm glad I didn't River did you have that game so I,
5: I spent five years of my life in Buffalo going to school there. So the Bills kind of got my, my second team soft spot. But with that comes the same Cleveland pessimism that, you know, as soon as I start getting on the wagon, they start to fall off a little bit. So I normally steer clear of the Bills unless I feel really good about them. So I didn't touch that game. But, you know, I, I like what Josh Allen's doing. But I need a little more convincing that you can go from being completely not accurate to accurate in, you know, one off season, especially one like we just had, so.
1: Okay, so now two questions for you. Best wing place in Buffalo, and also what's your
5: So everybody loves Anchor Bar. Everybody loves, you know, Duff's. I was more of a um, – just any pizza place that you wanted to go to had better wings than you can get anywhere else in the country. Um, I- I'm blanking on the name. It was um, – mm. and I go there, <laughs> I go back to Buffalo. It's I, I can picture it. I actually – went to the, to this place the night of the draft, and the whole back room was uh, rented out by the Gronks because hunger uh, nice. younger Gronk was actually drafted that day. And it was it just, you know, the, the, the amount of people that were just walking back, which is trays and trays of drinks, it was, it was a crazy atmosphere. Um, and I'll, I'll, I'll get back to you on the we'll
1: figure We'll figure it out. Give us your first game.
5: Uh, my first game... So so normally I like to stay away from West Coast teams traveling east, but I still like Seattle going to Miami, giving six and a half. I the last four years, the, the Seahawks are seven and one in one o'clock East Coast games. It's 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 something that they kind of they kind of play against what you would normally think. And I think people are a little high on Miami after having a, a big win Thursday night, kind of a nationally televised game. I just think I think Miami is more of who we thought they were at the beginning of the year. and I think Russ is just on a mission. He's going for that MVP. He's never even gotten a vote for it. So I- I'm going to take Seattle uh, laying six and a half. Uh, I'm still going to take them anyway.
4: Now, River, I- I'm not going to agree with you here just because I have come to find out as this podcast began that we are related. So this is not why I'm <laughs> doing this. It that has nothing to do with it. Uh, Somehow we're kind of cousins. There are his, (laughs) he's got balls balls, and we go to the family reunion together and I can never make it. But anyways, um, I am also going with the Seahawks over the Dolphins in this game. Uh, I I like what Russ is doing this year. I do agree that he is uh, obviously in the running for MVP, 14 touchdowns, leads the NFL with a 139 rating. He's just been lights out. I'm not 100% bought into the Dolphins right now. I'm with you on this one.
3: I'm uncomfortable with our tech subscriber doing that much research and dropping actual <laughs> stats. It makes me feel bad about myself. But I will just say, every, right, every game Seattle plays is nuts. So Pretty much. I, li- I like Brian Flores enough that this game would make me nervous. I would stay away from this.
2: And, and I'll say this with Seattle, if they can't stop the Dolphins, if this is one of those close games Doug's talking about, then Seattle as a Super Bowl team or NFC contender you start wondering about because they've got to play some defense at some point.
0: Okay,
1: I'll uh, I'll give you my second game here. I'm going to Indianapolis. Uh, since I can't put my bet against the Jets, I'm going to use the team that beat the Jets last year. I'm going to say that they beat the Bears. I am not a Nick Foles believer, at all. I think he's a guy that can have a game here or there, and obviously had that great Super Bowl run, but uh, I don't like teams that hitch their wagon to Nick Foles. I'm going to take the Colts minus two over the Bears.
2: Well, first I'm in disagreement with Doug, and now I'm in disagreement with Dan. <laughs> I have the Bears plus two in this game, and just because I want to read you real quickly uh, the Colts' pos- possessions from last week. Against the Jets, mind you, versus the Jets. They scored a touchdown on the first drive. Nice. Then we have field goal, punt, Miss field goal, punt, a touchdown off a turnover. Punt, punt, field goal, end of game. Versus the, Jets, <laughs> versus the Jets, Dan. So I'm just, you know, I, I just, I, I get it. And who knows where you're going to get out of Phillip Rivers sometimes. But I think Nick Foles breathes new life into this Bears offense. Allen Robertson looks like a, a brand new receiver. And now you don't hear anything about him wanting to get traded. So I just, I, I can't stand the Jets and the Colts, Irk being week one versus the Jags. And I, I'm on the other side of that one there.
3: The Bears killed me last week. I had the Falcons and I was like, at halftime, I was like, woo, I'm a genius. So I wonder there if all the veterans and everybody with the Bears is like, okay, we have a quarterback who at least we kind of know what he's going to do now. And that everybody might take a sigh of relief and the Bears might take off from this. So that game would also be a stay away from me just because I'm not sure this, this might be exactly what the Bears have been waiting for to just get kind of competent veteran Nick Foles in there.
1: See, now you guys are making me second guess myself, but I'm sticking with it. Doug, give me your second game.
3: So I'm going to follow the Dan Lobby rule of uh, picking against horrible, terrible teams. So since we can't do it with the Jets this week, I'm going to do it with the Giants. The Giants are are getting, I think it's 39 points against the Rams. (laughs) No, wait, it's only 13. Uh, The Giants and the Jets both stink. It's, I mean, how often, right? I don't know. Well, I'm I'm no betting expert as we found out last week. 13 points is a lot in the NFL. But, man, I don't know. Why, why aren't the Rams going to win this game 31-7? to 7? So I will give the 13 points, and I'll take the Rams over the Giants.
1: I stared at it. I thought about it. Stayed away from the big lines this week. But, yeah, Rams minus 13 over the Giants. That's in New York, right, or in New Jersey. So they, they, got a, they actually traveled to Buffalo. I think went back to L.A., and now they're traveling back to New Jersey. Maybe that'll, uh, maybe that'll be worth the 13 points.
3: But when they get back, instead of facing Josh Allen, they'll be facing Daniel Jones. So I think they will be okay. It won't be the play yeah. flight that'll get them. Uh, River, give us a second game.
5: So I, I almost did go with that game, but I felt like I couldn't go both sides of the big numbers. So I went with the other one. I'm taking the Baltimore Ravens, you know, even with 13 points to the Washington football team, I, I think that their defense might outscore them by 13 points. After what I saw by Dwayne Haskins, even though he's a Buckeye, It just didn't seem like they had any sort of consistency, any real way to move the football. Chase Young's not going to be there. I think that this could be an RG3 game by the fourth quarter, but I just think that the the Baltimore Ravens are going to come out a little bit upset about how they came out and kind of didn't do so great about the Chiefs and just kind of run up the score a little bit, you know, 31 to 10 type thing, just, you know, I just don't see it being close. And even with 13 being a big number, I, I took the Ravens.
2: Yep. Was- uh, we, yeah, we have agreement there. I also have the same game River has. And I try to be like River and, you know, come with some stats, come prepared. But all I have written down on this sheet of paper right here for this game is no stats needed, dot, 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 Lamar looking for revenge. I mean, you, Lamar Jackson's the type of player who, after that Monday night game, he's going to be out looking for blood. He gets so frustrated with himself when he can't make those plays, you know, smacking his helmet and whatnot. It's going to be a bloodbath. We, Cleveland fans saw what uh, happened in Cleveland and now the Ravens are, you know, two, three times better than the team 13. I'm not scared of that number. Go ahead, Mary
1: Kay.
4: Once again, this has nothing to do with the fact that we're related, but I also uh, have the Ravens covering in this game. I just think that um, gosh, not impressed at all with Dwayne Haskins. I mean, my goodness, he was horrible. Um, And, I don't think Chase Young is going to play this game with the groin injury. He'll probably be out. John Harbaugh is going to have this team ready to play. Uh, The cardboard cutouts there in Baltimore are are very aggressive. Uh, So I think they will have some home field advantage. And and again, yes, I think that uh, Lamar is going to have something to prove. And I think so will the defense. Marlon Humphrey just got a big, big, big contract. Uh, he's going to want to go out and, and prove uh, that he deserves it. So I'm with you guys.
3: I'll make it four. I also have wow. this. So congratulations to the Redskins. I mean, to, congratulations to Washington on its upset win here. If all four <laughs> of us are taking the Ravens minus 13, now I'm nervous. But I agree with everything everybody said.
1: I, I did not take this game, uh, but I'm with Ellis. The only stat you really need to know, Washington stinks. They are just not a very good football team. We've seen that uh, here in the early going. Uh, all right, so my third game, the one that I went with aside from the Ravens over Washington, I think this is the week for the Houston Texans. They will finally get off the schneid. They've had a tough start to their season. They've had to play Baltimore. They've had to play Kansas City. They played Pittsburgh, lost by seven to Pittsburgh. actually had the lead for a little bit in that game. I think the Texans minus four and a half over the Vikings. Not only do they get the board, get on the board with a win, they cover that four and a half. I'm going to go with Deshaun Watson and, and Houston and Bill O'Brien. Maybe finally getting hot. They always have a run in them, right? And I think this is maybe the start for them uh, to put a little run together. Texans minus four and a half over the Vikings.
2: Yeah, well, right. I'm here in Minnesota chilling, and I can tell you that none of my Minnesota friends, Vikings fans, are going to even be watching that game. It's a wrap here in Minnesota. So uh, from myself and I can speak for my friends, I think we all agree with you, Dan.
1: River, did I see a head shake down there? Yeah, I just I, – I
5: picked up Minnesota's uh, defense at the beginning of the year thinking that they were going to be at least a resemblance of of what they were last year and be able to just hold teams, and they just haven't. And their offense looks completely discombobulated with no deep threats at all. I I, I feel like those are 2 and 0-3 teams that are just – head in complete opposite directions I, I didn't pick it but I would uh I would definitely agree with the, the Houston pick
4: what's got yeah, what's gotten into Kirk Cousins I mean more touch more interceptions than touchdowns I mean does he miss Kevin Stefanski that much what what is going on with that football team it's, it's,
3: an, an, it's an, an offensive,
2: offensive line, line digs that much right yeah in digs yep offensive line digs young defense uh the number one pick is in play
1: i, uh, I don 't know how good the the Texans will end up being, but I certainly think they can go and beat the vikings uh, all right river you're the uh, you're our last one before we get to the browns game here so what 's your third uh,
5: so I took the Arizona Cardinals traveling to carolina and and, and they're they 're given three points on that one but I think that kyler has got a little you know magic in him i don 't think carolina's going to be able to keep up with the offense I think that it 's going to be um, could easily be like a 24 to 14 type game. I I just think that there's a little too much firepower. I don't think Teddy Bridgewater without having his security blanket and uh, McCaffrey is going to be able to hang with, with the offense. I I just think that the Arizona is starting to figure some stuff out. They still haven't really gotten Hopkins involved. And I know that they're, they're giving him a lot of targets. So so I'm going to go with the Arizona Cardinals um, against the Panthers.
3: I'm all in on Kyler magic. And I, I bet on it last weekend. And I, uh, I, so, good luck good luck river well, well the good the good news is detroit is the uh, they they appear to be the arizona
1: kryptonite so uh maybe, maybe they've moved past that all right let's get to this browns game uh we're going with dallas uh has a minus four and a half so river you are our football insider we always let them go first with the uh with the Browns score what have you got
5: well you got to stay away from the Browns if you're a fan and you really are putting money on this, but I don't have any money on this game. So I'm going all in on the Browns. I think that we have, you know, I'm a little worried about Kareem Hunt showing up on the injury report. um, But I think that Nick Chubb is going to have a a show me type game where he's going to be able to ground, grind out a bunch of yards, put him down for two touchdowns and 150 yards. He's going to show that he is on the same level as Zeke. I'm a little worried about our secondary, you know, against the Cowboys, but, I think that we're going to be able to hit some big plays behind their DBs. I'm going to take the Browns to win outright 31 to 30.
1: So you said you don't have money on this, but after we're done here, I'm going to send you an email. I'm going to need your routing number, your account number, <laughs> all of that stuff. Uh-huh. Uh LS, what do you have in this game?
2: Yeah. Um, I, I understand the, the pick and the Browns have a chance here. This is the type of game where, narratives change. And it really reminds me, uh, I I think it was last year when the bills went to Dallas and won on Thanksgiving, Uh, a game that, you know, nationally you're counted out on, but it can really change the way uh, a team feels about themselves and really how a team you look at a team, but because I haven't seen it yet, the Browns haven't taken that step and I haven't seen enough in those two wins to say they can go toe to toe with a Dallas number one offense I don't think they have the firepower to keep up the Cowboys win 35 28
1: all right and I am also going to uh, I'm gonna follow Ellis's lead here I've got the Cowboys I think it'll be a close game I think it could end up being a, a shootout but I think a shootout favors Dallas to be honest with you uh, you know maybe the Browns can control the clock a little bit so I'm gonna say that the Cowboys minus four and a half uh, win this game and you know what that's okay if the Browns are two and two after four weeks I think most people would take that Doug what do you have
3: I think this is their toughest non-division game of the 10 they play. I thought the opener at Baltimore is probably, you know, go on the road to Baltimore. It's probably their toughest game of the year. You look at the other teams they're playing outside the division, you know, Jacksonville and Tennessee and, you know, the rest of the NFC East stinks, the Jets. They're going to have a lot of really winnable games, but this is, so what, I mean, I picked them to go 10 and six before the season. You got to find six losses somewhere, baby. If you start picking them to beat Dallas, you tell me where they're going to get six losses. If this is a team that beats Dallas, you think they're a playoff team. I don't know that there's any other way around it, right? When you see what else they got coming. So I am just, I would advise, don't read too much into it. Just right, just like don't, shouldn't have read too much into week one against Baltimore. You'd like to see them be competitive. But I think they could go down there, get their butts kicked, and come back and still be a really good competitive football team for the rest of the year. So I, I cannot imagine a world um, outside of just being a diehard Browns fan where you would do anything but take the Cowboys minus the points here. So I, I, think, I think it could be a 14-point win for Dallas and, and really, in the end, not still tell us all that much about the Browns.
1: Mary Mary Kay?
4: Well, first of all, I thought you picked the Browns to go nine and seven before the season, Doug. No, I
3: wrote a large thing about how it made all the sense in the world for the Browns to go nine and seven, which is why I was picking them to go ten and six.
4: Oh, <laughs> so, little okay, bait and the cool. switch there.
3: Yeah, <laughs> the headline just was
2: deceiving. You got me too. Yeah.
4: <laughs> all right. So you know what? I went back and forth on this, and uh, for those that stick around, and I know you will, listen to uh, our our Dallas viewpoint from Shereen Williams. Uh, All those Dallas writers, they really believe the Browns are going to win this game because uh, the the way that they talk about Dallas, I mean, they just, you know, they trashed Dallas's defense and the offensive line. There are so many problems. Tyron Smith, their seven-time Pro Bowl left tackle, probably not going to play this game. Their right tackle got benched. All kinds of opportunities for Miles Garrett to wreck this game. Uh, So there are a lot of issues, including a poor secondary for Dallas right now. Lots and lots of uh, things that you could look at with this game. Uh, And for a while there, I really thought about picking the Browns to win. Um, But I really started to think, I, I just don't see them, you know, they've played some pretty good opponents. They've played the Rams, the Falcons, and the Seahawks. And, you know, when you're grading how a team is doing, I think you really have to take into account who have they beaten, who have they lost to. So they've lost to some good opponents and I think they're probably better than some of the people covering them might think they are. I think uh, Dak's going to want to really come back and prove himself. They can't go one and three. I mean, they just can't afford to start start out one and three. So uh, I am going to pick Dallas to cover this game, but I don't know. I really did go way back and forth with it.
3: I think it's a super interesting point, Mary Kay, because I do think good writers, when you cover a pretty good team, you see the flaws more than the average person does. And so it would not surprise me that like all the people down in Dallas are like, man, these guys stink. And it's, you know, if you're not in Dallas, you're like, don't you have Dak and all those receivers and Ezekiel Elliott? And like you what? You think you stink? So, but I, I know where you're coming from because I think that means you're a good beat writer because you think, man, but I just I just think Dallas just has too much going on.
4: Yeah, and Zeke, uh, you know, I think that Zeke really hasn't had sort of a, a good game yet. And I kind of think that uh, they're going to try to use him for, time of possession and try
1: to hang on to the ball okay uh let's recap here so river the only one going with the browns uh plus four and a half over the cowboys uh the rest of us are taking the cowboys minus the four and a half i'm also going jacksonville plus three over cincinnati the colts minus two over the bears the texans minus four and a half over the vikings all of you had the uh the rams minus 13 over the giants i believe no, I'm nope, sorry. I've got that wrong. The Ravens, the Ravens minus 13 over Washington. I, I read that one wrong. Uh Doug also had the Rams minus 13 over the Giants. So he had that big line. Uh River, your other picks were the Seahawks minus six and a half over the Dolphins, and the Cardinals minus three over the Panthers. Uh Ellis, you took the Bears plus two over the Colts. The Bills minus three over the Raiders. And of course that Ravens game as well. And Mary Kay, the Seahawks, minus six and a half over the Dolphins, and the Bills minus three over las vegas i promise i have them written down right so if you listen and, to all that and you're like that's not how i remember it you
3: and then you, you forgot to say that i am betting against josh allen again just raiders
1: on. plus three over the bills oh,
3: I, I,
2: want, I want to I add a,
1: flip one or forget one with you doug I,
2: I want to add a raiders point no henry ruggs either the, this raiders offense is not explosive right right now I, it's just the, the the bills are winning this game doug and just you'll see
1: <laughs> all right Well stick around we have uh, an interview with Shireen Williams previewing Dallas as Mary Kay mentioned she'll sit there and point out all the flaws of the Cowboys and she'll have you joining River going Browns plus four and a half and of course make sure you join us for our post game show after the game Mary Kay Ellis and I will all be in Dallas so uh, you'll be able to participate in that but you've got to be a football insider like River which of course I have to ask you what is it about football insider.
5: I just don't know why anybody would not want for $4 a month. Why would you not want to get the knowledge first? Why would you not want those texts in your phone? I just, I smile every time they come up. I like to use these little nuggets and conversations with my friends act like I'm, I just know more than they do because you know, I do, because I got the, the information going directly into my phone. Um, I just, I, I love all things, Cleveland sports, you know, and I just, I want to be connected any way that I can. And I felt like there's, you know, this was the easiest way to, to get inside information from the people that have the access to it. And I just, I don't see any downside to it, so.
1: All right. So all you got to do to start a 14-day free trial and uh, see what River season it and all of our other subscribers, text 216-208-3965 to get that started. We're going to take a break. And then on the other side, our interview with Shereen Williams. Now we welcome on Shereen Williams from Pro Football Talk. You can also follow her on Twitter at NFL Shereen. That's C-H-A-R-E-A-N. Uh, Shereen, thanks for joining us.
0: Yeah, thanks for having me. I appreciate it.
4: Yeah, it's so great to have you, Shereen. Uh, so let's dive right into it here. Uh, I've been studying up on the Cowboys. So has Dan, but we want you to take us a little deeper into it. And first of all, uh, it just looks to me like this record could be reversed. I mean, is this a one and two football team right now?
0: Uh, You know, Bill Parcells always said, you are what your record says you are. Uh, So that's what they are. But they could have won all three of these games. They could have lost all three of these games. And frankly, the, the one game that they won is the one game they should have lost, definitely. Uh, because all the Falcons had to do was fall on the onside kick, and they didn't do that. I think that was a gift game for them. Um, So probably should have lost that game and perhaps won the Rams game if Mike McCarthy decides to kick the field goal late and tie that one and take it into overtime. Might have gone into overtime. Should have probably gone into overtime. Maybe they win that game, and then the Seattle game was winnable as well. But they're giving up too many points on defense, I think, to – to, to be a legitimate contender at this point
1: when, when you look at kind of how they've had to start you know you mentioned those three games they had to play los angeles who appears they're pretty good seattle might just be the class of the nfc right now i'm sure green bay fans would would make their argument as well but uh, as i look ahead for them there's this browns game they play the giants they've got washington on the schedule you know, if they beat the Browns on Sunday, is, is this kind of an opportunity for them to get right a little bit?
0: Yeah, you're exactly right, Dan. They, unfortunately for them, drew the NFC West, which I think most of us would agree is the best division in football, or at least it looks like it through the first three weeks. And, and so they're going to have two more tough games in that division uh, coming up but right now they've got a little bit of, of meat uh, that they can get or if they, especially if they can win the Browns game I think it's gonna be a tough one for them but then getting the Giants and the best thing of, for this football team is they're in the NFC East and it's terrible as we know and a one and two record is tied for the lead along with Washington and the Eagles are half game back and and I think the other three teams in the division look worse than the Cowboys have looked so far, especially considering who the Cowboys have played so far. So I think it this division still is the Cowboys division to lose. Now, winning the division is never the goal of the Dallas Cowboys and Jerry Jones. We know he likes to talk about the Super Bowl right off the bat, and that's always their goal, even though they haven't been back there since 1995 when they won their last one. But that's the goal for this team, and it's getting beyond at least – the divisional round of the playoffs into the championship game of the NFC, which they haven't done since 1995, all those things. So winning the division's is important and it's the first step, but their goals go beyond that. And right now to me, they don't look like a team that can go beyond that. They do look like the team, the best team in the NFC East, though, which is not saying much. <laughs> So you know what, the the big talk today here, uh, we've been trying to
4: figure out, can the Browns get into uh, the apparent shootout that it's going to take uh, for them to win this football game. So tell us a little bit about how, how is Dak doing and, you know, all of those receivers and what this offense is all about right now.
0: Well, the problem, Mary Kay, I think they've had so far is time of possession, and it's not been very good because they've been throwing the ball so much, and they love their three weapons, and they're very talented. We know that. Um, after they drafted C.D. Lamb to join Michael Gallup, who I think is their best receiver, I think he's better than Amari Cooper, even though they paid the $100 million contract to Amari Cooper, but they, we know they have those weapons, and they've used them. And Dak Prescott has been generally pretty good, 450 yards over the last two games. I mean, he leads the league in, in passing yards. But I think they need to try to run the ball more for the time of possession to be better to keep that defense off the field because the defense is so bad. They're terrible. So you've got to do something to try to keep them off the field. And they're also turning the ball over way too much, six turnovers so far. So it's just getting that defense back on the field, back on the field, back on the field. So they've got to try to do that. The problem for them is obvious is the offensive line, you know, the tackles, both tackles have been out. And this is not the same offensive line that we remember from two, three, four years ago that we all deemed was the best in the NFL. When they had Travis Frederick at center, who's since retired, and they had Tyron Smith as the best left tackle in football, or one of the best with Joe Thomas, when they had Lyle Collins or you know at right tackle or whoever they had over there at, at the time it's been different guys but it was one of the best offensive lines in of football and I don't think we can say that right now I think they're really struggling in their offensive line play yeah
1: you mentioned the injuries on the offensive line is are the struggles of the line something they could have seen coming is it, is it unexpected to kind of catch them off guard
0: well I think the Travis Frederick retirement at center was big and it happened fairly late during the offseason and you know it did happen before the draft and they drafted the Wisconsin kid uh in in the on the third day early in the third day to come in and and try to be the next Travis Frederick at some point um but you know Tyron Smith has had had these stingers for a really long time and he's had back injuries and stingers and back injuries don't get better generally and that's kind of what we're seeing he hasn't played a full season in forever I think it was 2015 the played a full season but it's been a while since he's played a full 16 game season he just keeps having these injuries that take him out of the lineup so they've tried to address it they've done things in the draft they spent a high pick on Connor mcgovern a couple years ago he got hurt missed his rookie year and then they just don't can't get him on the field he hasn't been what they thought he was going to be Connor williams was a second round choice at left guard he hasn't been what they thought he was going to be so it's just all these things that they've tried to address they've tried to spend they've spent a lot of draft picks on their offensive line but they've really struggled to keep these guys healthy now and Lyle Collins obviously is on IR and has missed the three games and is eligible to come back off but Tyron Smith back to him you know it seems like he's played forever and and he has but he came in at 20 years old he's only 29 he doesn't even turn 30 until December and it just seems like he's 39 not 29 just because of those injuries and I do think he's on the downside of his career despite being 29 years old. So um let us know is he playing does he have a chance of playing this weekend? Mary Kay uh, you know I would be really surprised if he does he did go out on the practice field and Mike McCarthy said he was going to be limited on Wednesday and he didn't practice. And I'm just going to be really surprised after two weeks of no practice and didn't practice Wednesday if he can come back and play in this game. You know, I, I think he's probably going to miss, miss at least one more week. If he does play, and I know they want him to play, he's probably not going to be 100%. So either way, this is not going to be a good outcome for the Cowboys. When, when Cowboys fans see the name Adrian Claiborne, they fear him because they know what he did against them. The last time Tyron Smith missed a game, Chaz Green started, and Adrian Claiborne had his way uh, with Dak Prescott. was all over the backfield. So people may not respect Adrian Claiborne. I guarantee you Cowboys fans do, and they're shaking in their boots right now, probably more than when you mentioned the, the name Miles Garrett. Yeah, well, he did not practice today. Adrian Claiborne did not. So –
4: uh, you know, so, I mean, I think he's probably going to try to play. I think he's getting some, you know, just some midweek rest with the hip. Uh, but you never know. I mean, he, he's not 100% either right now.
0: Well, and, and Miles, we know what Miles can do. And, and this is this is going to be a very difficult matchup for the Cowboys, both offensively and defensively. And I think that offensive line, we may see them struggle a little bit against these pass rushers. You know, Seattle doesn't have the pass rush, that Cleveland does, and he had, Dak had a fairly clean pocket against Seattle and, and was able to, to make some plays, obviously, down the field, but this is the best pass rush, I think, that that he's played this year, and it's going to be a challenge. Mm-hmm.
1: You mentioned CeeDee Lamb, uh, the rookie. How, how has he looked? How has he kind of fit into this offense?
0: Yeah, Dan, he's been really good, and, you know, we don't normally see rookie receivers come in and, and play right away and and really have 100 yard games and he's done that he's been really good he's been exactly what they expected despite the lack of real off-season work on field work in the off-season and the cowboys have never had a a rookie receiver with all their great receivers the bob hayes and michael irwins and and all the great receivers they've had des bryant they've never had a rookie receiver gain a thousand yards in a season and he has a chance to do that he's been special he looks special Um, and the three of them together are very, very good. Uh, They just need their offensive line to be good, and they need probably to run the ball a little bit more. If the defense was any good at all, I think you'd be looking at this team as as a contender, but they just haven't been, and they didn't. They've just kind of thrown that defense together and thrown them out there and said, all right, let's go play, and Mike Nolan, the defensive coordinator, has his hands full trying to come up with some game plan that can slow any kind of offense down, maybe the Giants next week. Well, what about um,
4: Alden Smith? It looks like he's had a little bit of success. So tell us about him and what else about this defense should the Browns fans know?
0: I, I think Alden Smith is all you need to know, probably on, on this defense. He's been great. He, he looks like the player that he was with the 49ers when he was dominating. And you wonder, you know, he's 31 now. You wonder if he missed the prime of his career and if this was a Hall of Fame-type player. And I don't – maybe he has enough years left in his career, having been off for five years, that he can come back and and still get to the Hall of Fame. Outstanding. I mean, he's one of the best pass rushers already in the NFL and has four sacks and uh, seven quarterback pressures and, and just really getting after the quarterback. He's been the guy that they thought he could be returned to being. Uh, And he's done it. And it's an amazing thing to sit out that long and come back and play like he has. And I would say he and Alex Smith are the best comeback stories in the NFL right now. But he's been the only good news for the Cowboys. You know, linebacker core has been hit with injuries. Jalen Smith's the only starter they have there right now, which has hurt them. Everson Griffin hasn't done a ton since signing for Minnesota. Demarcus Lawrence has been a huge disappointment since he signed his big deal before the 2019 season. He has five total sacks in 19 games. Now he's playing through a knee injury. He didn't practice again today. So he's struggling a little bit, but he just hasn't been that guy that they thought he was going to be when they signed him to the big deal. And and frankly, there were some people within the organization who were worried about that when he got the money that he wouldn't be the same guy. And whether that's the case or not, he hasn't been the same guy. So they need him to step up and be DeMarcus Lawrence, the guy they paid. And on the back end, I mean, you knew this was going to be a terrible secondary before they even stepped onto the field. I mean, it was horrible. They haven't felt the need to address the safety position in years, and it's just killed them. The last Pro Bowl safety they had was Roy Williams. And when people think of Roy Williams, they think of Roy Williams, a receiver, not Roy <laughs> Williams' a safety that the Cowboys drafted in the first round. But that's the guy who was their last Pro Bowl safety. And without a great safety, this defense has just struggled and struggled and struggled. And at some point, they have to address that. They had a chance to draft Juan Thornhill in the second round in 2019. It said they took Tristan Hill, who is only on the field because Gerald McCoy got hurt before the year started. So it's just a terrible defense. And and I don't know how you fix it. Getting Leighton Vander Ash back, getting Sean Lee back will help some. Getting uh, Chadoba Woozier back will help some, uh, but it's just not a very good defense. They just don't have a lot of great players on this defense outside of Alden Smith.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, I, I know you probably hear this a lot. You can't probably can't do an interview without hearing this. But Dak Prescott, what exactly is going on with Prescott and, and the Cowboys' decision with him?
0: Well, yeah, you know, I I think they thought it was going to be a much easier signing than than what it's been. And Jerry Jones calls it difficult. It was a difficult contract negotiation. And, you know, the Cowboys want to say, well, it was COVID. It had nothing to do with COVID. They've had plenty of time to sign him, and they've, frankly, lowballed him for, for a long time. This should have been signed back before Jared Goff and Carson Wentz got their deals. And at the time, people said, oh, well, they overpaid. And people may still say in Philadelphia they overpaid for Carson Wentz. But those deals at the time did not look good. Now they look great for for what those teams paid for their quarterbacks. And they let those deals get done. And then Dak's like, no, I'm, I'm getting more than those guys are getting, as well he should. He's played better than both of those guys, although Jared Goff has started the Super Bowl. But Dak's been better, I would say, overall than both of those guys. So he wanted more money at that point. And now here we sit. He wanted a four-year deal. The Cowboys wanted to give him five, and they didn't want to up the guaranteed money uh, on a five-year deal. So, you know, what is his future? Who knows? I mean, the Cowboys franchise in this year. Are they going to be able to afford it next year when the cap goes down? They're in a huge pickle right now, huge pickle having not signed him to a long-term deal. And I don't know where this goes. I don't know how it ends. I don't know if they're going to be able to franchise him, depending on what the cap is next year. They better get a long-term deal done, and they're going to pay way more than they intended to pay, wanted to pay, whatever, and more frankly than they should have paid if they'd gotten the deal done a long time ago. Well, Shereen, we don't want to keep
4: you much longer here, but I'm very curious. It might be too early in the week for this, Uh, but do
0: you have a gut feeling on – on uh, who's going to win this football game? I, I honestly think the Browns are going to win this game. I, the, the Cowboys, you know, as we said, could be 0-3 and you know, did not play very good at home until the end of that Atlanta game. And, you know, they're going to have some fans in the stands, but it's, it's you know, irrelevant really to, to what we're talking about, home-field advantage. So I really – I think this is a really bad matchup for the Cowboys in in every way because I think the Browns are going to be able to score points And and I think those pass rushers for the Browns are going to be able to get to Dak Prescott. So I think it's a terrible matchup for the Cowboys. I think it's going to be a close game. I don't necessarily know that it's going to be a a shootout, but both teams score in that 27, 24 range, somewhere in there. But I think the Browns pull this one out. Interesting. Okay,
1: Shireen Williams, Pro Football Talking. Follow her on Twitter at NFL. Shireen, we appreciate you taking the time.
0: Thank you, guys. Thanks, Shireen.